I'd like to welcome to the virtual studio, Emily Gigliotti. She's the host of the Purpose Project podcast, all about your journey to discover your purpose or work towards achieving your highest self. Outside of her phenomenal podcast, she's a graduate student who's about to graduate this year, I believe. She's an amazing photographer. And of course, she's a very dear friend of mine. Welcome to the show, Emily. What an introduction. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. I'll let I'll let the curtains open. Let you know what I mean. I'll I'll show the curtains. We tried to record a podcast episode. Or we did record a podcast episode maybe two months ago. It was a dumpster fire. It was beautiful, but it was a dumpster fire. And now I don't know where it is. So we're starting again. Here we go. I'm ready. <laughs> but it's the same topic. I feel like we've had time to evolve to really think about it. And now we will have a more succinct episode. It'll be great. And it if I ever do find that podcast episode, I will release it for you guys. We'll just we'll just see where it is. It lives in the land of the unknown at the moment. It lives in the <laughs> land of 2020. We are now in 2021. Oh. <laughs> yes, new year, new me, new episodes. <laughs> do it. Uh, which it's great. But as I want to reintroduce the vibe check, and it's a part of my podcast that. I like to let the listeners at home have the opportunity to like, you know, talk about how we've been before we dive into the topic at hand. So with that being said, Emily, how are the vibes for you this week? The vibes are, I'd say like medium. I think I'm staying positive, doing what I can. I think my job in grad school right now is a lot to handle. And not to mention this weekend is Valentine's Day. So there's just like a lot happening in the world right now. So spirits are high, could be higher, but I'm I'm feeling good. How about you, Nestle? I am I'm hanging in here. I am in the middle of a, a job transition and this is my off week from my previous job that I technically will no longer work at as of Friday, but I'm taking this this week off as PTO. So technically my last week of work was last Friday. Um, and it's bittersweet. I'm excited to start something new. I'm nervous to start something new, especially like it's a fully remote role. Mm-hmm. It's a new team. It's a new industry. Everything about it is new. And I'm very much someone who is very type A and like structure- as much as much as I, I show myself as someone who's rather chaotic, there's a method to the madness. So <laughs> I'm I'm a little nervous. And then we have Valentine's Day coming up. It is the Tuesday, the ninth, when we're recording this episode, and Valentine's Day is coming up. And I don't know. I, I've always been single on Valentine's Day, so it's always been another day for me. So it's just like, oh, this is my first quarantine Valentine's Day. Yes. But the the podcast group that me and Emily are a part of, and we have like a close knit of girls where we talk pretty frequently, we're going to have a Valentine's Day Zoom. I don't know what that entails. We just said it's going to be a Valentine's Day Zoom. <laughs> I might I might look like a presentable human being that day. I think that's just what it will be because I haven't like gotten cute for anything in like weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, the vibes have been, they've been good. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to start this new job. I know that you've been really excited about it and enjoy this last week off because starting a new job is, it can be a lot, but you're going to get through it. It's going to be great. (laughs) I am just truly fearful of my ability to socialize with strangers. That is where I'm, I'm like, oh God, I haven't done this in like a year. The one time I went on a date during quarantine, it was tragic for a lot of reasons that were out of my control but I know that I was just not socially up to par so I really have to turn 
I have to turn it up. Will I be drinking White Claws? Actually, no. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to drink the White Claws. <laughs> but, but just in case, just in case they find this, I'm not going to drink White Claws. That's just bad. That was season one of quarantine. We're not going to revisit it, but... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But it'll be good. It'll be good. But I'm glad to I'm glad to hear you're also vibes are also doing okay-ish, you know, given the state of the world. Could be better, could be worse. We're just chugging along as positively as we can. I know. We're 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 doing the best that we can. Mm -hmm. So with that, I also have incorporated a new segment. You guys, I'm just coming in here hot with the new segments and the return of the old segments. But I wanted to do a song of the week because I'm someone who listens to music quite frequently. And I'm that person that listens like whatever I'm listening to the week to that week it's usually on repeat Mm. so i feel like as though this is very fitting because this is literally the song that i'm listening to all week long so what is your song of the week emily and why is it your song of the week all right so this song i have to admit i found on tiktok um there's just so many good singles on tiktok that like people just random artists are dropping they're like oh my god yes but this one is called play with me by bailey bryan I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's a very, like, upbeat, like, high-vibe song. And the reason I've been playing it on repeat is just because of that. I literally, whenever I have downtime in between tasks or, like, when I get home from work and I'm getting ready for class or whatever it is, I am dancing in my kitchen. I am shaking my bootay. And I'm dancing to this song. It's just, like, it's what it is. And so there's this one quote from it, though, that, like, it's kind of a song about, like, guys screwing girls over like why do you want to play with me you're basically the quote is like you're only playing with yourself when you play with me like it's all your fault basically but this one quote i wrote down was tell me why you thinking you can come around with me all this different always switching energy it's childish trying to say the least that's why i don't trust these men and i'm like snaps yes we don't trust these men (laughs) We don't throw them all away. We don't trust them. But yes, if any of you are looking for a song to dance in your underwear in your kitchen this week, that's the song. So go stream it. It's freaking great. I've probably listened to it at least 14 times a day. It's a really good song. I, I discovered it from um, Serena Kerrigan. I forgot. I, mm-hmm. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, that was like her go-to song when she was doing her Let's Fucking Date IG series. And Ooh. then she also has a new song, Bailey Bryan. Bailey Bryan, is that her name? Yes. She called does. Roster. Highly recommend. Oh, it's really good. I'm and it's exactly what list. you think it is. That, I, it's exactly what you probably think it's about. <laughs> Love it. Okay. What about you? Yes. What's your song? So I wish my song was as like upbeat and like female empowerment. <laughs> it's quite literally the opposite, but I will preface it by saying that I truly am a sad girl. Like I I'm a very happy person, but like my music that I enjoy listening to is like Billie Eilish, really really sad girl like in your feels as slow as humanly possible. <laughs> I love that. It, it's so good. So my my song is Exhale by Sabrina Carpenter, which you guys probably, if anybody knows of Sabrina Carpenter, it's probably because of the whole like Disney Channel drama. But I was mm-hmm. listening to her before, <laughs> before this drama happened. And she has a song called Exhale, which is pretty much surrounding, it's surrounding anxiety and feeling as though you have so much on your plate, 
you have so many expectations of you. And there is a section of the song that I feel like really resonated with how I feel in like this current moment, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and where I stand in this world and like trying to have everything all figured out. And I'm like, I'm literally only 25. This is crazy. This is crazy for me to to think about and have this much weight on it, but it's the reality of life. You know, I feel like a lot of people in this age range really struggle with that. So she says, I put too much weight on words and glances. I put too much weight on situations. I put too much on myself thinking I don't deserve what I've earned, which is truly, truly how I've been feeling, especially being blessed with an opportunity of joining a new team and literally finding a job in four days, like getting interviews and a job offer in four days and switching careers and getting more money and being a bad bitch. And I'm like, oh, do I deserve it? Is this too much? I'm like, no, Nessie, I do fucking deserve it. But it's a bit on repeat because it just, it just hits, it hits different. (laughs) I love that. I am definitely going to go listen to the song after, but have you ever like laid in the dark and blared music and just stared in the ceiling? Of course. Absolutely. For my Reddit Secret Santa, I got like the galaxy lights that you like put on your wall and I have my lights on at the moment. But usually I'll just, it's either pitch black because my ideal like nighttime vibe out music, I would like to be driving at night. That's like the ideal Mm -hmm. circumstance. But like sometimes I don't want to like waste gas and I'm like, I don't, I don't have anywhere to go. You don't want (laughs) to drive through your tears either. Like... I know. I'm like (laughs) sobbing while you're just like trying to like (laughs) get figure out. I'm like, do they have windshield wipers for my tears? <laughs> Please? Can they invent that? Shark Tank? I'm giving you material. Oh my gosh, yes. And the whole commercial could just be driver's license playing in the background. Oh my god. Come on. Oh, come come on. It's perfect. Oh, but yes. So good. If you haven't laid in the dark and just stare at your ceiling and cried while listening to sad music, you should. I mean, Nestle remembers when we hit 2021, we were sharing all of like our Spotify rewinds. And my playlist, everyone's like, Em, are you okay? Like, it's the are most you good, depressing <laughs> songs ever. And I'm just like Nestle, though. Like, I love, I bop the sad songs. Like, I, I bop. Yes. So. Right. I feel like there's like a, there's a very, there's a very small time where I'm like, I want to listen to like upbeat music. It's like, I don't know if I, if I really need to hype myself up, usually before a date or before like something that I'm pretty anxious about. So when I start my new job, I will probably be back blasting Beyonce in between meetings that I have to like go on a zoom call with because you have to be like over expressive over the internet and I'm just gonna have to like have a dance party Mm -hmm. in my room or like pre-gaming that's like the only time where I'm like listening to really upbeat music other than that it's like pretty pretty chill love me some Phineas love me some Billie Mm -hmm. Eilish and the fray I was listening to found me last night and when I tell you I was actually sobbing okay I'm done. Next. <laughs> so oh my God. I, I can talk about day. music all day. So, which is why this will be a recurring segment on my podcast because I can probably talk about music all day. But without further ado, let's get into today's topic. So this week I want to talk about self-confidence. And I wrote down I wrote down a bit of a snippet that I feel like really resonates with self-confidence and how people are viewing confidence. You would be surprised how many people lack confidence. Just imagine how your life would change if you believe in yourself and be completely confident in your abilities. 
Many individuals appear to be confident or successful on the surface. They act confidently and self-assured, but if you look underneath, you will notice that they are only covering up a profound sense of insecurity or inadequacy. However, being authentically confident and believing in yourself does not mean that you will not feel nervous or anxious when you take risks and step outside of your comfort zone, or that you will never be indecisive or question your beliefs. So I wanted to bring Emily on to talk about our experiences with self-confidence and allow this to be a conversation to ebb and flow into various aspects of self-confidence, because I feel like it's very multifaceted, and I think we are able to provide a lot of insight with it. So how does that sound, Emily? Heck to the yeah. Let's freaking do it. I love this topic. Let's go. Okay. So I obviously want to start it off with, you know, hyping it ourselves up. So I asked both of us to describe ourselves positively in 10 words and I will go first, Emily, and then you will go first. Okay. Okay. Let's go. So I, I'm glad that Emily also took the route that I did, which was adjectives because I thought about doing a sentence and I was like, this will be the most long winded run on sentence I've ever (laughs) written in my life. So I'm just not. So... (laughs) So my adjectives are authentic, intelligent, supportive, hysterical, beautiful, present, enthusiastic, thoughtful, compassionate, and fierce. I yes. love those. I love fierce. You're freaking fierce. Hell yeah. I feel like that was a nice spicy. I was going to go with spicy, but fierce <laughs> seemed great too. You could, too. <laughs> you could literally write jalapeno pepper. I am a motherfucking jalapeno bitch. <laughs> I am a jalapeno popper. <laughs> uh, can that go on my link <laughs> no not my linkedin oh my god <laughs> hi i'm nestle mitchell and i'm a spicy jalapeno <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> i meant to say hinge but i literally said linkedin <laughs> you're not linkedin too sweetie like it's okay that's fine how's it yeah oh my Just god sprinkle that sentence in in the middle of my bio <laughs> you should or the little button on Hinge that's like, describe yourself in three words. Spicy jalapeno pepper. We love that. And Lily just oh the jalapeno God. emoji. Anyways. <laughs> Glad I already have a job because they would probably be like, um, girl. No. Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about you, Emily? Okay, mine are loud, passionate, loving. Damn! <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, hardworking, hopeful, determined, thankful, strong, and boss. I love. I was reading "damn" in that in that Fun. way. So I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page because I, I feel like that those, accurately describes. For those you. listening, you can't see the notes, obviously, but I wrote "damn" with like twelve ends. So like so you damn. read like damn. Who that? Who that girl? Oh, it's just me. <laughs> oh my oh gosh. My okay. No, but I feel like those are very, very accurate. I love I love these are like my favorite things about you too. I have a lot of favorite things about you, but I feel like all of them encompass encompass like the ten the ten words that you said. So we love that for you. I love that for you too. You're definitely a spicy jalapeno pepper. I'm a spicy I'm jalapeno. your contact in my phone to a jalapeno pepper. Spicy jalapeno. Oh my god, that's the that's the image on our group chat. Is it? A uh, pepper. A hot pepper. Uh, we're the bad bitches and the spicy jalapenos. <laughs> oh, I love God. us. Okay. We, we digress. Sorry. <laughs> I digress. You guys, you guys obviously know what you're into. We could talk. We could be serious. We're going to get serious. We're going to get serious. No smile. Serious. Super fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> so aside from us hyping each other up and being, you know, damn spicy jalapenos, how would you define self-confidence for you? 
For me, self-confidence is more of like an image. Like I can, it's a feeling and an image. Like when I think of self-confidence, I think of myself in like a badass outfit wearing like a leather jacket, like skinny jeans, a pair of heels, walking down the street, like strutting my stuff with like my head held high and just feeling good. And I like people, I want people to be like looking and being like, oh my God, who's that? Who's that girl? But also, it's also the point of like self-confidence is um, just owning who you are and all the good and the bad. So even though someone may see me and like strutting with all my all my confidence and my power, whatever I may have, I'm also dealing with like sad girl vibes and all the issues that are going on in my life. So it's like owning all of that and like understanding yourself and knowing that I may not be good at this. I may be great at that. I may be not so good at this and just owning that wholeheartedly and completely. I love that. I love that you have a a moment of or how you like to present yourself that makes you feel the most confident. Because I I feel like I I'm also like shifting in what makes me feel the most confident in like clothes wise mm-hmm. because I I've shifted Growing up, and I, I think this is goes ties back to like gender norms, where I thought I had to be like super tight clothing, mm-hmm. um, super girly outfits to to feel confident and to be what is considered like I don't know a feminine woman, because um, I identify as a, a cis a cis female. Um, but now I'm realizing that like I can still be a like a bad bitch with a full face of makeup, but like wear ripped jeans and like a shacket and what is considered like a tomboyish vibe, but still like have a full face of makeup. Cause your girl, your girl loves makeup. I talk to Emily all the time and I tell her how much I've spent on like palettes. And she's like, Nestle, what? Because her brain just does not compute. No, no comprende. No. And I'm like, no, I will like, I, I bought this, this face base the other day. And I, last time we had a zoom, I had said, it's like, I don't know. It's a very small jar. And it was like $66. It was like Bobby Brown. I fucking love it. It makes me feel beautiful. It makes me feel great. You know, oh, I, yeah. I own it. You got, got to do what you got to do. So, but for me, I would say self-confidence as much as I like to present myself and like be dressed up. I know that my self-confidence comes from the inside and I know mm-hmm. that it has to be an active choice for myself. So I define um, self-confidence is the choice to be yourself and love yourself regardless of other people's judgments or thoughts, which is something that is very dynamic. It's yeah. You have to choose this every single day. And there's certain aspects of my life where I don't feel the most confident and there's some op- other aspects of my life where I know I thrive and nobody can tell me otherwise and nobody's thoughts or judgments could waver how I view myself in that moment. I love that. No, that's, that's great. And I think that's something that we forget a lot is like self-confidence is within, but it's also, it can be affected by other people's opinions and words. And if we let them get to us, it's going to hurt our self-confidence. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to I wanted to talk about what aspect of your life do you feel the most confident and where do you feel the least? I think for me, the most confident is when I am in the gym doing a killer workout. I feel strong and just powerful and just in my skin. Like I appreciate myself for whatever form my body's in. It's taken me a long time to get there. So now when I spend time with myself, fitness wise in the gym, I just, I feel like 
on top of the world because I know that no one could tear me down and no one could tell me otherwise because I'm so content with what my body does and what it is, no matter how much weight I gain or how much weight I lose, like whatever it is, I'm just so comfortable in that aspect. It's taken me a long time to get there. It used to not be like that two years ago. If you asked two years ago me, that would not be what it was. It would be something very different. But yeah, it's been something I've been working on for a long time. So I think that the gym is definitely, definitely mine. How did you get from two years ago that not necessarily being something that you would say now to where you are in 2021? Making myself uncomfortable and putting myself through those uncomfortable situations. It just goes back to that. I ended up, I talk about this a lot on The Purpose Project, but I hired a fitness and health coach. I was very into fitness before because I was a collegiate athlete, but I wanted to learn more about it. And that was scary for me to ask for help. And so I put my ego aside and put that just that gut feeling that like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I can't that. I can't this. I put it aside and hired a coach for 16 weeks and it changed my entire life and my entire outlook. And now I am so comfortable with just looking at myself in the mirror, naked or with clothes on and stepping on a scale and not caring what the number says and eating what fuels my body and what I'm craving during those days. I would have never, never been like that. But it was because I took that leap of faith to be so uncomfortable that pushed me into this confidence spiral, I guess you could say. No, I love that. And I remember when you started doing um, your health fitness coach because wasn't there a point in time and maybe you you can talk a little bit on that where you were unsure or you felt defeated and having to ask for help in that regard yeah that was the number one thing that stopped me I thought for months about getting one but like I was so scared it was to the point of me asking myself does getting a coach and asking for help make me less of an athlete because I was a collegiate softball player so like going from that to not being one was scary and wanting to get back to that strong happy fit self that I was I had to ask for help because I was in such a kitty corner that I didn't know how to get out of it so asking for help was scary and I actually I had to be pushed someone had to push me in order to even commit And they asked me, like, what do you want? Do you want to get there? Getting there is going to be uncomfortable. Getting to that point where you love yourself wholeheartedly and you appreciate your body wholeheartedly is going to take time. It's going to be a process. And it's going to take a lot of energy that's going to be uncomfortable. So it literally just takes a leap of faith, period. And that's the scariest thing. That one step is the scariest thing that could really just launch your entire self-confidence journey. Oh, I love that. I love everything about that. And I think that coming back to making that leap of faith and literally being uncomfortable, that Mm. is, that's what the catalyst always is. Like you have to power through that uncomfortable time in your life, because if not, then you're never going to get to where you want to be. You have, you literally have to. And I feel like that's kind of similar to what I feel is makes me the most confident, which is also very interestingly enough, it took me a very long time to think of where I feel the most confident because I, I've come to realize that I, I'm one of those people that likes to be slightly good at a lot of things, but never a master of one thing. Mm. And I started to realize that now that now applies to where I feel the most confident. Um, so I would say that I feel the most confident and it's it's a feeling, but not, I can't really, I guess it is a thing. So I, I would say that I feel the most confident when 
I am either with myself and with my thoughts and kind of being self-reflective and unpacking my thoughts, whether that be journaling, whether that be talking to a friend or helping other people navigate tough conversations and ask people the uncomfortable questions to kind Mm -hmm. of help guide them in a way. Because I've always been the friend that I will never just be your yes man or I will never be the contrarian. I will always play devil's advocate, but I will also, I'll work with you, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it and for a lot of, in a lot of ways, my friends know that to be true. And some, you know, some friends just want, want the person to just like side with them. So they know that I'm not the person, like if that's what they want in that moment, they know that I'm not that person for them. And I don't know why that I feel the most confident in that. And I, I guess it's because I feel the most confident being able to share my opinion and give someone a different perspective because I was an only child um, and I gr- I grew up where I didn't really like share my opinion like it, what my parents said like I went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really was combative in any way, shape, or form. And then I went to I went to college and I'm like, oh wow, this is this is different. Like I was only child, never been around other people, and then now I actually get to share my opinion. And I'm like, oh, I actually have like a lot of opinions. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. Um, so being able to have that conversation and be as open and honest and really navigate that space is where I feel the most confident. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful in a lot of ways, but also like scary in another way because I'm like. Wow, Nestle, like what made you, like how, what caused you to feel uncomfortable all these times where, and that's like the space that I haven't really gotten through to where I'm like, okay, why did you feel uncomfortable all these times? And I'm great and thankful that this is the the space where I feel the most confident because I feel like I can really provide helpful insight to a lot of people. And I'm very empathetic and I can really help rationalize um, situations. But it's also something I'm like, hmm, but how'd you get here? Yeah, I do have to say, as one of Nestle's friends, she gives the wholehearted, honest truth. And she always comes back with another question to like question yourself, which is one thing I love about you. Does it ever make you nervous, though, telling people, like, your wholehearted opinions, like, ever, like, during certain situations or things, like, or have you always just been like, here's my opinion? (sighs) Yes, which is also, I guess, ties into where I feel the least confident, because I would say I feel the least confident in really opening up and really being myself, because Mm -hmm. that's where I'm, if I'm truly myself and showing up as a hundred percent Nestle, like you're going to get that. And I know mm-hmm. that's jarring and there is no, there is no filter. Like you're, you're going to get it. And I'm like, Ooh, but like, is that too much? And it's like this battle of like being too much. And me, me and Emily texted about this in our group chat a couple days ago, which is very fitting to talk about in this yeah. podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I like, I feel once I'm there, I, I, I love it. I love being able to give that perspective and feel like I have a weight off of my shoulder because I'll, I'll always think about like, yeah, like I'm your friend and like I'm here for you and I'm listening to this 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 thought or this complaint that you're telling me, but have you ever thought about it this way? And I'm like, I don't like the idea of having to sugarcoat it and like I could reword it into a way that makes it a little bit more palpable for people, but do I really want that? Is mm-hmm. that really being myself if I have to sugarcoat it for people. 
Yeah, I don't ever want you to sugarcoat it. Number one, <laughs> I don't please, want to sugarcoat it either. <laughs> please keep, keep saying what you have to say. No, I'm glad you brought up also that conversation that we had in the group chat the other day because that's actually that leads very much into my thing that I'm not so confident in, which is trusting other people and opening up. So it's kind of similar to yours. I mean, I'll give a very brief synopsis of the conversation that we had over text, but. I have realized through trauma and like past experiences that I'm afraid that I'm too much for people. And I'm afraid that I am too loud. And even though these are, these are words that I just use to explain myself positively. And I do believe in that self, but I also know that it may be too much for some people. And I got heart, I got my heart broken a while ago when someone told me I was too much and broke up with me after two years of dating. And ever since then, I've just asked myself, either in friendships or dating situations, whatever it is, am I too much for this person? And am I asking for too much? Am I giving too much? Am I opening up too much? And it's just this constant spiral of me wondering. And that's where my self-confidence goes to crap. Because I know that I have a lot to give to a relationship, a lot to give to a friendship. I'm a good person. I'm going back to those words, passionate, loving, damn, hardworking, determined, thankful, strong, but like I'm all of those things that I know I am. But when I get in that space where I start to question if I'm too much for someone, that's when my self-confidence goes to absolute crap. Yeah. It, and this, I, I hate that people use this idea of like too much because these two very simple words carry so much weight. Oh my weight God. I'm so glad you said and that. And nobody... Nobody realizes it. Like, yeah. like what? And because it's not specific, so it lets your mind yeah. just wander. And you're like, what is too much? Is everything that I do too mm-hmm. much? And then you go on, like, a downward spiral. It's terrible. Yeah, it goes from, is the thing I said at dinner last night too much? Was the thing I texted too much? Did I give too much of my energy? Did I give too much of my time? It just goes and goes and goes. But it comes down to the point, and someone said this to me. I can't remember if it was in the group chat or someone else. It was probably one of you wonderful ladies. But just reminded me that you'll never be too much for the right person. Or you'll never oh, be. Oh, that was me. I definitely said. I was like, definitely someone in our group. It's probably you. Yeah. But like, I'll I'll never be too much for the right people. Like everyone in our group chat, I know appreciates me and loves me. And I love them right back because they understand me. And it's so crazy that we've never met in person, but we know each other so well. Just digress. It's the podcast community. I I love it so much. Crazy. But yeah, it's just reminding yourself like in those low moments of going back to those positive affirmations you give yourself and those things that you love about yourself. What, like Nestle was just saying, something that someone else defines about you is not what you are and it doesn't define your worth. So it's really being able to hop out of those negative situations and those bad moments and come back and just move through that uncomfortability because that's when you're going to grow. Exactly. And something that I have to constantly remind myself is not everyone's going to like you, Nestle. Like, and I know they're probably mm. missing out and like that's their fault, but I don't like <laughs> yeah. everybody. So how can I expect everybody to like me? That's exactly. like, n- Nestle, no. That's <laughs> irrational thinking. So I always have to remind myself of that. And like, it's okay. And it's not, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. They're drinking bad tea. That's fine. <laughs> they're lost. <laughs> Their loss. So, okay, Emily, so what would you say is what's standing in the way of you being fully self-confident and what can you do to fix that? 
My trauma. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Therapy. My therapist would tell me my trauma. So shout out to my therapist. Um, but no, I think the past. The past is something that will always, and it's it's something that's so easy to say. Put it in the past. Like forget about it. It's the past, not the present. Like it's not the future. Like it's something that happened. But the past and memories that happened and trauma that happened and situations that happened can really hurt you and can really diminish your thoughts about yourself, about others, about relationships, about just the way you view the world. Like there are so many situations that happened in 2020 that make us wonder like, what is society? Like, what is the world that we live in? Just like question those things. So I think that the past um, and those memories and just I can think back to like some really negative experience that I had and I can still feel those feelings like that. Everyone knows that you've had one situation where you just have that like gut wrenching, like pull your heart out of your chest moment. And if you think about that moment, it happened not to make everyone sad right now. <laughs> I told you we're going to sad girl hour, but you can feel that emotion because it was such a wave of emotions that happened to you in that moment. And I think that sometimes when I get into similar situations that maybe it could happen again, maybe this, maybe that, and I never want to experience that. So I just live in the past because I don't want to experience it in the present. So the past is definitely something that holds me back a lot that I'm trying to work through with therapy. <laughs> yeah. I think the past, it, it really it really is such a prominent point in your life where it really – words, Nestle. <laughs> I feel like the past really – really pivot to you in your way of thinking and it, it can really change a lot of your mindset and and people always say like it's in the past it's in the past i'm like but no i think about the past a lot a lot <laughs> like, yeah so it's really difficult i for me i say what's standing in the way of of me being fully self-confident uh my oh my god jesus okay um i just control Mm. Control stops me from being fully self-confident. I love control. I love being able to have – I can present myself in a way to have people view me in a certain way. But that's not always true. Like you could – I could do as what I can and I'm never going to be able to control other people's perception Mm -hmm. of me. I'm never going to be able to control their thoughts, their actions. And as much as I can try to convince myself that I have control – I'm never going to have full control, and that's terrifying. I don't like that because me being the only child that I have, it's always been my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. If it's not my parents, like if my parents didn't say so, then it's fair game. Like I, I get to do what I want, be who I want, and nobody can tell me otherwise. So being fully self-confident is a struggle because, and it really, it really shattered my, my brain when I was going on a date with this guy and he just told me he ended things after like six dates. Um, he has COVID now, which is like <laughs> sucker. <laughs> I'm not going to wish COVID on anybody, but like <laughs> sucker. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that was terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm glad that he's doing well, but also it's just like, haha, bitch. <laughs> Kobe got Anyways. you. Anyways. <laughs> Kobe got you. Anyways, um, 
And he gave me no, he didn't even say like I was too much. He didn't give me anything. He just said we're too different. I'm like, I'm sorry. What does that mean? But then I had to really assess. I'm like, Nestle, do I really want someone to give me, like rip the Band-Aid off and then pour like alcohol on it? Like, do I really want that? I had to tell myself that I, I don't want that. But I, but I still ended up living in this world where I was like, coming up with my own conclusions because I had no control. I had nothing to base it off of. I was just going in my brain and I'm like, what the fuck? And I never, I, it took me a ridiculous amount of time to get over someone. I only went on like five dates with. Isn't that the worst? Didn't kiss him. Didn't do anything, anything. Why am I still hung up on him? And my friends that listen to this, they will know exactly who I'm talking about because I never, oop, my light turned off because I never shot. I never shut up about him. I would always bring him up every instance. And they're like, Nestle, what is wrong with you? But it's because I didn't have that control of the situation. And he just ended things without any rhyme or reason. It made me very sad. So what can I do to fix that? (sighs) Which is being okay with not having control, which is something that I am not, I'm not there yet. I'm working on it, but I'm nowhere close. Girl, I, I feel you on that. It's something that is... I mean, the whole dating scene, period, is like that. Like, not to, like, dive into dating, but, I mean, we can't. Like, it's, like, getting hung up on someone after a few dates. Like, that's that's the thing, too, is, like, you question yourself a lot and, like, who you are, even though you know, like, I'm the package. Like, it's your loss, not mine, right? But we go down this spiral where all of our insecurities kick in and our self-confidence is diminished and... Like, why, why is that? Like, I think it's because in the, in the dating world that we live in now, people are so disposable. So it's so easy for people to, even when they're in it with someone at literally a swipe, they could find someone else and move on to the next thing. So I feel like that's why it's just so jarring because it could literally just change at an instance not like back in the day when my parents were just dating people on their block and that was it. Right. (laughs) Like, now with COVID, like, how do we meet people normally? The people that are, like, in COVID, single, and they're like, I still refuse to go on the dating apps. I'm going to meet my person at a grocery store. I'm like, first of all, who's looking cute at the grocery store? Who is within six feet of someone at the grocery store? Not I. Not I. (laughs) I don't know how you're going to find love. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. And, like... I don't look that cute in a mask. So like my confidence is crap in a mask. Like you ain't gonna, <laughs> you ain't gonna be picking me up, but. <laughs> Oof. Like, oh my, I'm like, Ooh, I, I look busted at the grocery store <laughs> with the mask on. Like, I'm so sorry for anybody that sees me. <laughs> Girl own it. Like that is your grocery store. I mean, I own it, look. but I'm also like, I'm fully aware that I'm probably not going to find the love of my life at the Kroger or the Walmart or the Target because it's just, it's not in the cards and that's okay. Nestle, <laughs> if you find your mans at Walmart, I don't know. I've never, I don't, I don't even remember the last time I've stepped foot in a Walmart. So I would be thoroughly, like thoroughly shocked if that ever happened to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Well, Nestle, what is something that you would like to focus on more in regards to your self-confidence? Oh, my God. Oh, (laughs) I feel like in I well, one, my dating life. 
my self-confidence in my dating life, specifically mm-hmm. in showing up as my full self right off the get-go. I, I'm tired of being like the cool girl, the cool girl vibe, the like the coy play games. I gave up I gave up on that like a long time ago, but I just haven't been on the apps. So I, I haven't been able to put that mentality into into action. But yes, I'm I'm just tired of that. And I think that's why like that's why me and the homeboy didn't work out because I was just like being cool girl Nestle and I'm like yeah I like getting brunch with my friends and I like music but I also like like watching freaking serial killer documentaries and you know browsing the internet I love me a good reddit thread like am I the asshole I live I live for that <laughs> Wall Street bets like sign me up GameStop <laughs> let's go <laughs> I I think that is something that's so important and this is actually part of the conversation that we had on the a uh, lost episode that we recorded a while back was we were talking about this and one thing that I always say is like on a first date, I always show up 120% myself because if they can't accept me in that moment, then they don't deserve me on a second date. And it's so hard to do that. But though, how? Because- how are you doing that? <laughs> I just don't care. There's nothing on the line. It's a first date. It could either go great or it could go south. And guess what? The apps are there for you. You can swipe again. It happened before. Like you had a date probably months before that. It happened before you said no, or he said no, and then you moved on. Like showing up a hundred percent as yourself is going to make your relationship so much more authentic too. And people are going to appreciate who you are. And if they don't, then they can find the door. That's just like, I I wish I could be that easy. I I I know. I know. It's way easier said than done. Exactly. I have this crippling, this crippling trait. And it's probably because I, I've never had that many guy friends and I've never interacted with that many men in my life. So the first time I've like really interacted with a bunch of men is when I decided to go on the dating apps. And then I realized I don't know how to, don't know how to talk to men. And it just became a thing. And then I realized it when I talked to my, my coworkers. And like I think back at my like my first conversations with my coworkers who I'm leaving. RIP to that. But I was like, wow, honestly, like you have this like trend of talking to men. It's really weird. Like I automatically go on this like like fourth grade be mean to them (laughs) just like no this is not be mean to them be on the con be a contrarian for no other reason than just being the opposing thought just to be argumentative just to be mean and i'm just like no nestle and it's like ingrained in me i i have to like actively think and i'm like no because i automatically i'm like okay let's debate it out let's go (laughs) Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's so much easier said than done. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't stick through that all the time. Like, the last time I went on a date was October, beginning of October. And I just went. It's been a long time, right? And I actually just went on a date for the first time two weeks ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. On the first date, I was not 110% myself at first. I was extremely nervous, one, because we don't know how to communicate with anyone because of freaking you-know-what. and The vid. The, the, the panorama, you know. Um, but the thing is, is it's okay not to, like, be 100% yourself on a first date. Like, if you want to be a little more reserved and a little more quiet and a little more less yourself, you can if that's more comfortable for you. But – 
when you're going to find the person that's going to appreciate you and love you for everything that you are is when you show up and you're just 110% Nestle and like giving your unsolicited opinions and advice and being that hot jalapeno pepper that you are. It's, and I realized that like after the first date, I was like, I was not myself that day. And I don't know if he likes me or not. And then I start questioning if he likes me or not, because I didn't know who I showed up as. So the second date comes and everything is so much better because I decided to just like let go and just be me. And it went way better than the first date. So it's just the act of actually deciding like, screw it, let's do it. And just like letting go. But you're only going to find that unless you're uncomfortable. It goes back to that every time. You have to find comfortability in being uncomfortable because that's when you're going to grow. It's when you meet the people you need. Yada, yada, yada. I am become, I'm like mom right now just ranting to my children. But I was yeah. going to say, you're literally giving us the life advice that all mothers give us. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah. No, but you're, you're right. And it's just very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I, I try to actively work on. And maybe, and then I'm also like the panoramic, the Papa John, it has really made it difficult. I'm like, do I want to, do I even want to go on these dates with these men? Do I even want to speak to these men? The answer is no, which is fine. Which is fine. So I need to actively, I think this is a great space for me now to think about and work towards feeling comfortable in the uncomfortable, mm. feeling comfortable being my my full self on day one. And if they're not going to, what was that quote? If they won't accept me at my worst, they don't deserve, they deserve me at my, my best. best. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. True. <laughs> Cringe. Okay, so what what a final advice? Or maybe you just gave it to us, but I'll ask you one more time. What advice would you give to someone working on their self-confidence and being fully themselves? I think it goes back to my original definition of self-confidence. The only way that you are going to be able to become confident in one area or multiple areas of your life is being able to accept yourself as you are, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, and being very honest with yourself and knowing those things. Like Nestle and I just had this conversation. We had conversation about all of the good things that we love about ourselves, but then also the things that we're insecure about that also hurt our self-confidence. And we are very aware of those things and what we want to work on. If you don't know those things that you want to work on or don't know those things that you aren't confident about, take some time with yourself and figure those things out because knowing those things, it's what's going to propel you forward. So just be okay with who you are and then grow from there. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And I I don't have anything else to add other than a plug that I started using the the we're not really strangers self reflection deck and journal and I there are questions where I felt so uncomfortable where I was like oh my god I have to think about that and I was like we're gonna we're gonna come back to that but as a whole I do think it's a great tool I also encourage you if you don't have people in your life to have those conversations with then use use a journal use prompts just write down your thoughts and write down your fears and being self-confident what holds you back and what can you do and just putting it out there to be self-aware and be self-reflective is honestly the first step in the first step in admitting that you have a problem is acknowledging you i don't know you know what i mean we have all these quotes coming out our butts tonight y'all like (laughs) i've been on pinterest all day can't you tell (laughs) 
but I, I think we I think we gave a lot of insight that will mm-hmm. be helpful for our listeners. So I want to thank you again, Emily, for coming on. Where can the people find you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we could do this for a second time. Hopefully you don't lose this one. But <laughs> Um, everyone, you can find me at the purpose project and the, um, Instagram handle is at the purpose project pod. And then my handle is M Gigliotti, but I'm sure Nestle will have it down in the show notes. I do not want to uh, spell it out for you. It's pretty complicated, but yeah, give me a follow. Just come by and say hi. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, Nestle, thanks for having me. Of course. Yes, you guys, be sure to follow Emily at the at the Purpose Project Pod and M Gigliotti and she's putting out incredible content and she's honestly just a force to be reckoned with. I enjoy everything she puts out. It's beautiful, it's great, and it's the best thing that you can get into while we're starting the new year. We're all still at quarantine. I sure hope we're in quarantine during this panoramic, this panini, this Papa John. But anyway, <laughs> this, anyways, thank you again for coming on. I will see you guys all next week. Later.